praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. For the Lord, he is great, and he is greatly to be praised. Heavenly Father, our Abba, we thank you that you are an awesome God. You are sovereign, you're all supreme. Thank you for your son, Christ Jesus of Nazareth, dear Lord God, who paid the sin penalty for all of us, dear Lord God, the entire human race, and that we are established in his righteousness. We thank you, Lord God, for the infilling, the indwelling of your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I yield to you tonight, and we yield to you. We humble ourselves before you, and we ask you now to take over. Give us what you have us to hear, and we thank you for what you have already spoken, and we do receive it right now. In Jesus Christ's holy name, amen and amen. The Lord is speaking to his body. And many of you are hearing what he's, he's saying. And some are saying, no, that isn't God. You know, that isn't him speaking to me. But he is speaking. And we should be writing things down. Because if not, you will forget. Yesterday morning... Well, first of all, when I got the assignment to speak, I said, well, Lord God, what is it that you want me to say or to say through me, and what should the people hear? And he says, first of all, hear it for yourself. And he gave me three words, and they all begin with R. Those words are rely, R-E-L-Y, Rest, R-E-S-T, and remain. And what he wants us all to do tonight is to see ourselves on the journey of faith vision chart. Don't just look at that, but see yourself on that chart as someone who was lost at one time, and now he is born again, and has God the Holy Spirit dwelling on the inside of him. The lost man Christ died for. We were all in that category at one time. Thank God for great deliverance. Now look at yourself because you was one time lost. Don't forget that. Christ paid the price. So the old man is now died or was crucified with Christ and then died and was buried with Christ. Now he's born again, risen with Christ. So all of us here in this place, anyone here is born again? Amen. Everyone here has a Holy Spirit dwelling on the inside of you and me. We need to know that we have God, the empowerment on the inside of us. We must stop walking around as blank Christians. We are not blank Christians. And yesterday morning, when the Lord gave me rely, rest, and remain, he melted on me to the point where I could do was just cry, sob. So I said, Lord God, you're talking to me? And then he said, share it with the body tonight because you are his bride. And we are to 
rely, rest, and remain in him. Now, looking at this here chart, you see us there as a new man who is growing in Christ. And as we rely, now what does that word mean, to rely? Depend on with full trust or confidence in the Lord. Carl, um, all those scriptures are in the AMP version. Please put on Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6. As we're walking on this journey of faith, faith and love and in patience, we're not going to hurry in this thing. Faith and love and in patience. And God, he's a patient God being patient with us. So be patient with yourself. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. Um, Carl, thank you. I'm sorry. You can add 6 in there. Lean on, trust in, and be confident in the Lord with all your heart and mind, and do not rely on your own insight or understanding. In all your ways, know, recognize, and acknowledge him, and he will direct and make straight and plain your paths. We on that chart, we're on a path. And what we're doing because we have now changed lords, Satan, who was the lower lord, now to the higher lord, Christ Jesus. We're now on this new walk. So we're learning to trust in the Lord, rely on him, and be confident in him as we go from born again to working out our salvation, then moving from glory to glory to a glorious son in Christ. So we have actions to take, things to do. We have responsibility in the Lord. While he's in us, we must yield to him through his word and through his spirit. His word is our guide. And this we must partake of on a daily basis. We are partakers of his inheritance. It's time that we get for real. And the Lord had me to look at myself because sometimes we get so busy on jobs and traveling and everything, I mean, get so tied up. And it's like, you know what, Sheila? Take time out with the Lord so you can rely, rest, and remain. And we'll keep on with this in a few minutes. So trust in him with all your heart. Your heart now has been changed. He's now taken away the stony heart, now giving you a heart of flesh, okay? Trust him with all your heart, your new heart. He resides in your heart, and we reside in him. We are in his kingdom. We have new residence. We're under his kingship, under his dominion, and through his name, we have dominion. He said in his word that he has given us abounding grace. And also through his grace, we can reign and rule in this life with him. Why? Because he's in us. Point to your stomach right here. Feel it right here. He is right in there. Okay? He's in there. You are not alone. We are not alone. He is not 
abandon us. He's there to lead us, guide us all the way through. So as we're on our way through our journey, he is with us. We're not doing this here by ourselves. A lot of Christians are thinking, oh, you know, this is too hard. Well, yeah, it is hard if you're doing it all by yourself. If you're thinking, and that's the wrong thinking, that you're doing it all by yourself, you must know that he is in you and that he's helping you to go through this journey every step of the way. So lean not on your own understanding. Lean on the Lord who knows all and who has all, who is your creator and your sustainer. So lean not on your own way of thinking, because as you grow in him, now you are being having your minds renewed in his thinking. So you can begin to think like him and know that he's in there and that he's helping you to think like him and to also gain his understanding in all your ways. Acknowledge him. Recognize him in everything that you do. Say, Lord God, thank you. You are here with me. I am not alone. Everything that I do, you are there with me. You help to empower me to do what I must do. Because he said that whatever I put my hands to, it does prosper, right? So in all your ways, in all your actions, acknowledge him. Make him your partner in everything that you do. And then it says, and he shall direct your path. But that's only if you acknowledge him. So if you don't acknowledge him, you're moving on your own understanding. So you want to be higher, higher in his way of thinking, in his way of doing, in the mind of Christ. So rely. So as we are walking this walk and he is in us, we are relying on him trusting on him. And I have to say, trust is a very, very hard thing to do because all of us have been hurt by somebody who we lost trust in. But then we have a God who we know we can trust in, but then it's like, Lord God, help me to trust you. Help me to learn how to trust you. And that comes by getting into his rest Okay, now what does rest mean? Well, the word restoration has rest in there. So rest means to keep still, to stay put, to stay calm, to have tranquility or solitude, take a load off. How many of us can say that we are resting in God? I had to really think about that. I said, Lord God, am I resting in you? And you know what? I was not. It was like a part-time rest, but not a full rest. And it's like, Lord God, am I calm? No, because I'm too busy, 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 doing, 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 you know, calling people, you know, um, work-wise, home-wise, family-wise, going here, going there. Now, even though I travel a lot, I make sure I take my gear with me, my spiritual gear. So everything is because I need it. When I go to Atlanta or go to Raleigh or go to Florida, I need my gear with me because I'm learning to rest 
and to rely and remain on him. So resting, Hebrews 4, verses 1 through 8. We need to learn to rest, because truly we do not rest enough. And the rest of God, which is his promise, we must now learn this thing. Therefore, while the promise of entering his rest still holds and is offered today, let us be afraid to distrust it. Let us be afraid to distrust it, lest any of you should think he has come too late and has come short of reaching it. So there is a rest in God that we have to learn and enter into. We think that by resting, well, you know, I mean, yes, a nap and a sleep can be resting, but then God has a rest where he can truly give you sweet sleep, sweet peace, and calmness. For indeed, we have had the glad tidings of gospel of God proclaimed to us just as truly as they the Israelites of old did when the good news of deliverance from bondage came to them. But the message they heard did not benefit them because it was not mixed with faith, with the leaning of the entire personality on God in absolute trust and confidence in his power, wisdom, and goodness by those who heard it. Neither were they united in faith with the ones, Joshua and Caleb, who heard and did believe. So the rest of God, which is a promise from God, is truly mixing his word with our faith. That's where the God rest comes in at. Do you have faith in God? Faith in his word? Or is it just sitting there and there is no profit? Even though God's word does stand by itself and on its own, what are we doing? Are we mixing it with our faith so we can get the rest of God, God's rest? Too many Christians is very, very disturbed in their souls and minds. They have no rest. Why? Because they're not mixing faith with the word of God. You just can't read it but you have to believe it. And when you read it and believe it, faith is stirred up and then rest comes on the scene. There is peace. There is peace on the scene. So because it was not mixed with faith, we have to have the word mixed with our faith, simply believing that he is God and that he's true to his word. Verse three, for we who have believed adhered to and trusted and relied on God, do enter that rest. There's your answer right there. Those who believe, adhere to, and trusted and relied on God, simple obedience, do enter that rest in accordance with his declaration that those who did not believe should not enter when he said, so those who do not believe do not have God's rest, rest, sorry, rest. So the question is, do we believe? If so, you have entered his rest. 
We have to get into his rest and ask ourselves, do I truly believe this word? Am I mixing my faith with the word of God? Because if you are, well, then you are in his rest. You are secure in him. You can rest. You can be at peace. Hallelujah. As I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. And this he said, although his works have been completed and prepared and waiting for all who believe from the foundation of the world. For in a certain place he has said this about the seventh day, and God rested on the seventh day from all his works, and they forfeited their part in it. For in this passage he said, they shall not enter my rest. Seeing then that the promise remains over from times for some to enter that rest, and that those who formerly were given the good news about it and the opportunity failed to appropriate it and did not enter because of disobedience. It's time for a checkup. Are we walking in disobedience? You know what you're doing, and I know what I'm doing. So it's time for a checkup. Because if you're walking in disobedience in any way, fashion, or form, you are not entering into God's promise of his rest. Again, he sets a definite day, a new today, and gives another opportunity of securing that rest, saying, through David, after so long a time in the words already quoted today, if you would hear his voice, and when you hear it, do not harden your hearts. That's a command. When we hear the word of God, we are hearing his voice. Do not harden your hearts. If you do, you are in strict disobedience and you will not enter that rest. This mention of a rest was not a reference to their entering into Canaan. For if Joshua had given them rest, he, he God, would not speak afterward about another day. And we're going to stop right there. But I think that you all understand what the Lord is saying. We can enter his rest through obedience. Mixing our faith with his word. Our faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing by the word of God. And as we mix our faith with his word, then we can enter into that rest where there is peace. His peace. His shalom shalem. Nothing missing, nothing lacking, nothing broken. His peace. Hallelujah. So we want his rest. Even as you go and spend time with the Lord on a daily basis in your prayer closet, that's entering into his rest. That's an act of obedience. And then comes his peace. And a supernatural rest, not rest as we know it, but a super, putting his super on our natural. Miracles happen in his rest, his promise of rest. So rely and rest. Hallelujah. The next word that he gave to me, and that's for all of us, is to remain. R-E-M-A-I-N. John 15, verses 4 through 7. Remain means to continue to exist. Continue to possess a particular quality or fulfill a particular role. And then I wrote down here, stay hooked or stay linked up. 
be inseparable with Christ. Remain, remain. And here he says, um, Carl, can I please have the amp version in that? Is it is amp? Okay. I guess my amp is, is different. Okay. I'm going to read my amp version. It says, remain. Now, this is Jesus speaking. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. Now, there is the command right there. Remain. So if we remain in him, then he will remain in us. If you do not remain in him, he will not remain in you. Simple as that, right? Just as no branch can bear fruit by itself without remaining in the vine, neither can you bear fruit producing evidence of your faith unless you remain in me. Let's go over that again. If we are remaining in him and he's the vine and we are the branches, we are going to bear much fruit in him. Why? Because we are connected to him. He is, our, he is our life sustenance. So by being in him, remaining in him, we'll bear much fruit, which is evidence of our faith by simply, like, let's say, by simply um, believing in him. So unless you remain in me, I am the vine, you are the branches, the one who remains in me and I in him bears much fruit. But we have an action to do to remain in him. And as we remain in him, then he remains in us and therefore we can bear much fruit. So that's telling me and you, if there's no remaining, when then there is no bearing fruit because there is no hookup with him. The one who remains in me and I in him bears much fruit, for otherwise apart from me that is cut off from vital union with me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not remain in me, he is thrown out like a broken off branch. Now who wants to be a broken off branch? Not, not us in here. No, not us. And also, we do not want to wither and die. And it says here, and they gather branches and throw them into the fire and they are burned. That is not us in here. Christ is saying, if you remain in me, my words remain in you. Just think on that for a minute. If you remain in Christ, his words remain in you. That is, if we are vitally united and my message lives in your heart, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Whatever you desire in his will, it will be done for you because you are remaining in him. You are relying and you're resting and you are re and you are remaining in him. So these commands that I receive, I know it's for me, but also for all of us, because we're living here in these last days, and we cannot afford to be disunited from him at all. We cannot. Otherwise, you're going down with the world and those lost souls. And Christ did pay a price for the world and the, the lost souls. 
So what is our job to do? What is our command? Yes, yes, yes. Yes, R and R and R. Right, right, right. So as the so as we're on this here chart here, we are going step by step and we're growing from glory to glory. We are relying and we are resting and we are remaining in him. Because if we do not do those three things, we will not reach the glorious sons of God. So what is our destination to become glorious sons and daughters of God? And that's the lesson for tonight. Huh? Okay. Holy Spirit, we thank you right now for what you have said on this evening. We thank you that we'll also apply it with wisdom, dear Lord God, and that you will help us to walk this walk and to also talk the talk. We thank you, Father God, for your word. And that we do mix our faith with your word because your word upholds all things. We thank you, Father God, that your word is true. For you said, let man be true. Now, let man be a liar, but God be true. So we thank you, Father God, that you are the word. You are the written word. You are the living word. And we stand on your word and in your word because we have the Holy Spirit of truth who is on the inside of us. So we thank you, dear Lord God, that we will rely and rest and remain in you throughout this journey until you take us home with you. In Jesus' name we pray and give thanks. Amen and amen.